0: We're here in Traverse City for the Traverse City Prospect Tournament just inside Michigan. Uh, we saw a Detroit Red Wings team that kind of, we knew they were talented, we knew they were fast, but we kind of just didn't see a whole lot of them out of the first uh, the first half of the final game, then uh, beating the Dallas Stars in a very exciting game. First off, what were your thoughts of that final game?
1: Well, I thought it was a really good performance by the, the home side, if you will, obviously. This is Detroit's tournament, and what really impressed me was how their top-end guys stepped up at the end. Now, they fell behind to Dallas 4-2 at one point, but came back to win 6-4. And two of the biggest drivers were Joe Valeno and Giovanni Smith. And these are guys who have been to this tournament before, so they had that good experience. But just the speed with which they play, you know, the skill they have, and obviously you get a lot of power with Giovanni Smith, I thought that was very important. Um, you know, overall, when I look at this Red Wings team, Moritz Sider, the defenseman who uh, was taken this year in the first round by Detroit. You know, A lot of people were wondering what he would do here. He was fantastic, just a great two-way game, showed a lot of good physical play, developed a nice snarl because he was tested early in this tournament, and he really became a fan favorite. Um, you know some of the other players I'm looking at from Detroit, uh, Elmer Soderblom, uh, the six-foot-seven kid. Yeah, huge center. And what I really liked about him was, you know. Skating had been a knock on him during his draft year, but he moved really well out there. Obviously, he's put some work in over the summer on his skating and his stride. And, and I thought you know, he looked pretty good out there. And obviously, with his reach uh, and his size, he has some tremendous advantages. Uh, but now, with the skating coming up a little bit, I think he could be a, a nice little steal. Um, the last two players I'll mention, uh, Tara Hirose and Ryan Kuffner, uh, both of whom were college free agents that were signed by the Red Wings. Uh, Both of them played very well offensively, you know, showed some really nice quickness. Uh, And I guess I'll also mention Philip Zadina, who uh, put up a lot of points early in the tournament and really showed off his hands and and just the creativity that he is known for as the tournament, uh, you know, progressed. So he had a nice tournament as well. Um, But, you know, if I'm going to sum up the Red Wings, you know, especially at the end, Joe Valeno and Giovanni Smith were key.
0: And exactly, Smith had a very fantastic final game. When you look at Valeno and Zadina, they had five points each heading into this this final game. Um, Do you think Detroit's future is looking pretty bright at this point?
1: Oh, I really do. And, you know, the nice thing is that they have a variety of skills and they have a, a variety of kids at different positions. I mean, Valeno's a center. He's also, you know, played wing uh, internationally for Canada in, in some of their camps. You know, Giovanni Smith, he's that power forward that he can be that guy on a top line or at least a, you know, a top six line where he'll go into the corners, uh, he'll play physical, he, you can put him in front of the net and he can cause chaos. And Obviously, he's got some skill to him as well. You know, Zadina, he's you know the dangler, the creative guy, the you know the creator. Sider's got great size, great two-way game. He's going to be one of your most crucial defensemen in the future. So. You know, uh, like we didn't see Philip Larson in net uh, because he was banged up. So he, w- he wasn't ready to go in this tournament, but he could be their goalie of the future. So, yeah, things are looking really nice in Detroit. And The one name that you did mention was Chase Pearson. You know, he's one of the older guys. This is his first chance to play
0: in this tournament because he's been in the NCAA the last couple of years. Uh, this is a guy that he, he's got inter- uh, experience playing internationally. We know kind of what he could do in these types of tournaments. But this was his kind of almost coming out party. This is a yeah. that guy that he, he is older. He he's almost kind of forgotten about in the last couple of years, but he had a pretty fantastic tournament, very fast, very physical guy. He kind of just played a very well all around game.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it was funny. I had some fans asking me like, Oh, who's this chase Pearson? Where'd he come from? It's like, well, he was at the university of Maine yeah. growing his game. And yeah, he's come along very nicely. And as you said, you know, as an older prospect, you know, you, you expect a little more for him, but he certainly delivered. And uh, again, I think that was a nice value pick for the red wings. Uh, you know, they got him in the mid rounds and, uh, you know, he's got NHL pedigree, you know, his dad played in the league and it'll be nice to see, uh, what he can do from here on out.
0: Now switching uh, tables to, Dallas. This was a team that was winning in this game pretty late, 4 to 2. Uh, Jake Ottinger just kind of wasn't his third period, I guess, because this was a guy that did a lot of work to bring the team here. He was one of the best goalies all tournament, and he just kind of fell apart there in the, the end.
1: Yeah, it was tough, you know, uh, particularly the one goal that Joe Valeno scored on him. He definitely would have wanted that one back. Um, heading into that third period, I thought Jake Ottinger was one of the best players at this mm-hmm. tournament. And, you know, it's unfortunate the way things ended for him, but. I think, in the grand scheme of things, you know, he's just beginning his pro career after a really stellar NCAA stint with Boston University. Uh, so it'll be good to see what he can do, uh, most likely with AHL Texas this season. Um, I thought that you know he really moved well in the net early on. Uh, he was making a lot of saves in tight with traffic around him. So. Other than that third period where, you know, he he had that sort of 10 minutes that I'm sure he would want back, Uh, I thought Ottinger showed really well in this tournament. Uh, Some of the other Dallas players that I really liked, Riley Tufte. You know, talking about NCAA players, he won two titles with Minnesota Duluth. Huge tournament for him. Huge tournament. I've never seen Riley Tufte play so well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for him it was always about potential. You know, he was a first-rounder with Dallas, uh, you know, really big kid. He was raw when they drafted him. Obviously, the you know Minnesota Duluth was a great spot for him to grow. Uh, but you know he was fast. He was you know using his shot. He was really imposing his will. And you know if he can do that on a consistent basis, then he's going to be a really nice player on the wing for the Stars in the coming years. Um, real quickly, some of the other guys: Ty Delandria. You know his 200-foot game. We knew about it. He was great for Dallas. Uh, Riley Damiani, you know, here's a kid that he's like a smaller, feisty guy, but, I mean, he can put up points. He's had some really good numbers in the OHL. 80-something position. points this year? He was 81, yeah. yeah. But he's, he's also the kind of kid that you can put him on the penalty kill and he will do really well for you. Uh, Thomas Harley, you know, speaking of the OHL, I thought he had a fantastic tournament. What I always like about Thomas Harley is when he gets the puck, the next person that gets the puck is always his teammate. You know, he's really good at making that first pass, getting it out of his zone, and uh, again, you know, a good two-way player with some nice size. And then uh, Adam Mascherin, you know, when Dallas played against Columbus in the second last game of the tournament for. For both teams, uh, I thought Maskin was the best player in that game. Just very fast, uh, you know, very good offensively, and you know Columbus. Uh They've won this tournament quite a few times in the past couple of years. So for Dallas to knock them off uh, and to get into the championship game instead of Columbus, I thought that was pretty big, and, and Mascarin was a big part of that.
0: Now for Mascarin, this is a guy that obviously he can score. He's put up a lot of points at a kind of every level. But he's kind of a an interesting prospect because he did get drafted twice. He didn't go to, to Florida. He's now in Dallas. He had a good rookie season. What do you see his far or high-end potential to be?
1: Well, I think he probably has to be a top-six guy. If he's going to be an NHLer, and that'll be his challenge in the coming years is, you know, making Dallas find room for him. Um, Because, you know, he's got some quickness. He's not like a burner out there, but, you know, he moves fairly well. And he's not a big kid, but he gets the job done. So he's got to just, you know, keep putting up points, prove himself. He's probably going to need, you know, a, a good amount of time in the AHL. But, I mean, the potential's there
0: switching over to Columbus the team that finished third place they beat Toronto in the the third place game uh, the goaltending was a kind of a story of the tournament because for them those are guys who like we know Merz is likely going to challenge for the starting role this year but we have Vinny Verhelinen the guy that could be in the NHL in a couple of years um, who impressed you on that team
1: well you know first and foremost I look at Alexandre Tachier uh, he was one of the you know, he was one of the best players in the tournament. And, you know, after the game against Toronto, uh, Mike Eves was coaching Columbus, and he said, look, I didn't see all the games of this tournament, but I don't know if there was a better forward than Tessier. And, you know, I, I would have to agree. I mean, he was assertive. This is a kid that's already played in the NHL for a bit, uh, got some playoff experience, was which is even better for the Blue Jackets. And played well. And, and played well. And he was really good for Columbus in this tournament. You know, high skill. I I think you know when Columbus originally drafted him, it was it was a nice story because you know he's from France, played in the French league, and he was sort of seen as a gritty kid that put up points over there. But how would it translate? But at this tournament, I think he proved that he can be a you know a really good top six guy where you know he doesn't need to show the grid as much because the high-end skill is really coming out there. Uh, so I really like Tessier. I thought Andrew Peake played really well in defense. This is you know another one of those guys that we haven't seen here because he was in the NCAA with Notre Dame but I thought he was really good on the back end. He's got a big slap shot. Now he doesn't use it that much and he actually scored on a wrist shot ironically against um, against uh, Dallas when they played. Um, but I, I think Peak is a very good two-way player. He's got a lot of size. Uh, I think he could be very valuable to Columbus. Obviously, they have some pretty good D there already with Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski, but I think Andrew Peak uh, could certainly get his uh, chance with the Jackets in the next couple of years and, and be a pretty effective guy. Um, the last player I'll mention is Trey fix Wolansky, mm-hmm. who, you know, he's, he's only 5'8", but he's a pretty, like, stocky, sturdy kid. And what I liked about him is, you know, We know from his career in the WHL with the Edmonton Oil Kings that he can put up numbers. But what I liked about him here is that Columbus had him killing some penalties. Uh, he was really aggressive. Uh, I thought he was really good on the penalty kill. Ran the power play on the point, too. Yeah, you know, they had him in all different positions and uh, in all different roles, and, and he really seized those opportunities. He was throwing hits. Uh, actually, against Toronto, he laid a hit on his Oil Kings teammate, uh, Alistroff, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this was a really good tournament for Fix Wolanski as well.
0: Uh, one guy I want to mention, he's Uh, one of the three players of the Blue Jackets drafted this year, Eric Yorth. I know you're a big fan of his play. What did you like out of him in this tournament?
1: Yeah, I think this was a really important tournament for him just to, you know, see where he fits in uh, versus other players his age and and in a North American setting. Now, he will be playing for the Sarnia Sting in the OHL this year. Darian Hatcher is the coach there. So that's kind of nice for a young defenseman to have a guy that has such a long NHL career as his coach. Uh, I think that you know he sort of got better as the tournament went on Uh, I thought that you know the first time I saw him he looked a little tentative but he would also have you know a, a really nice rush out there where you saw what he can do, and he actually told me, you know, after the Toronto game, that you know one of the NHL players that he looked up to is John Klingberg mm-hmm. of Dallas. Um, so you know that Huorth uh, is, is thinking that you know he can bring some offense to the table and bring some rushing ability. And you know he's, a, I think he's like six three, six four. So he's obviously got a good frame to him. Uh, I think this is the type of player that obviously is going to take a couple of years to really get to his full potential uh, because you know he is still kind of raw but he's on a good path, and I think he's going to get a lot of good experience uh, with the Sting and Sarnia this season. To move to Toronto, they obviously didn't have Rasmus Andine and Timothy Logren.
0: They didn't have a lot of the guys that were key members of Marley, so this was kind of like, a I want to say a makeshift roster that we kind of saw here, uh, but one guy that a lot of people want to know about is Nicholas Robertson, a the guy, mm. their new prospect. Uh, how do you think he stood up to the competition? Because I thought this was a guy that brought so much energy. He could. I wasn't convinced that as a top six player, and you kind of just steered me in the way of maybe he could be a type of guy like that he's not a big guy but he kind of just does everything well
1: yeah and you know what i i'm really really warming up to nick robertson you know i saw him in plymouth at the world junior summer showcase with team usa and then seeing seeing him again now the high-end skill is really coming through and you know he can bring you know a little bit of an edge that's not his game but I mean he'll stick up for himself and he makes a lot happen out there so I think that's the exciting thing about Nick Robertson it's it's interesting because you know with the Maple Leafs right now I mean they have a ton of high-end skills so you say to yourself like okay well where does he fit in but it's it's a nice problem to have yeah. you know if you're trying to figure out if you have too many top six forwards then hey have a top nine that's all skill why not right um, so I think Nick Robertson has had a really good summer uh, playing in in a couple of uh, high-profile tournaments uh, the other guy I liked who is kind of on the other end of the size scale because Robertson's not a, a big kid but uh, Igor Korshkov who's like six foot four and uh, he's, he's a pretty big dude I really liked his tournament I thought that he showed a lot of good deception with the puck I thought he showed a lot of creativity with the puck uh, particularly with his playmaking and because he's so big he can really protect the puck when he when he puts his back to a player there's not a lot they can do to get the puck off him and you know we've heard a lot in toronto about how coach mike Babcock wants the Leafs to be bigger up front. And, uh, you know, we might not see Korshkov this season necessarily. You know, he'll probably be with the Marlies in the AHL. But I think eventually when he does round his game out and, and you know, learn the North American game, he could be a nice asset for the Leafs because of that frame and because he can still make high-end moves even though he's big. Uh, the, bl- the last player that I thought played really well for Toronto uh, was Tamo Kivahalme. And, you know, this is a player that's had a really interesting road where, you know, he was in Minnesota high school hockey, went to Colorado college, uh, spent some time in the Minnesota wild system, then he went back to Finland, uh, and now he's, he's, he's come on with the, the Maple Leafs. Uh, he's a really good rushing defenseman and he had some plays you know particularly uh, when Toronto was playing against Detroit uh, where he almost looked like a forward you know he was that confident with the puck and uh, just made a lot of nice moves uh, put up some numbers for them at this tournament so he was kind of a pleasant surprise and you know he's a bit of an older prospect so it'll be interesting to see where he fits in the mix especially because the Marley's have a lot of defensemen uh, that are you know, on the high end when it comes to Toronto's system, but I thought he showed really well too. New York Rangers, Kapikako, four points, one game. Yeah, it, it was kind of unfortunate that that caco only played one game because you know he was uh, he was under the weather for the beginning of the tournament, uh, and then he played one game. He was fantastic. He got the overtime winner. Nice goal. Uh, oh, it was nice. I think he went around the net twice before wrapping it around. And I mean, he showed why he was the number two pick overall he's got the great size but it's the vision and you know the way that he sees his teammates uh you know particularly vitaly kravtsov just the chemistry that that, that's there already i know new york fans are gonna be excited because these guys are going to be on the team you know this year, when it comes to Kako for sure, and probably Crafts Off as well. I think they're going to give him a long look at the least. He might be there the whole time, depending on how that roster shakes out. But Kako definitely lived up to billing, and they sat him in the last game because the Rangers weren't playing for the championship, or, or you know, they weren't really playing for anything. So, you know, better safe than sorry. And I understand that. Uh, a couple of the other Rangers that I like Joey Keene, the defenseman, I thought he had a really good tournament. You know, this is a kid out of the OHL. Uh, he was with Barry then he got traded to London um, but you know he's he's athletic and he can really rush the puck and I thought he showed very well for the Rangers uh, especially when they sat most of their their big guys in the last game you know no Kravtsov no Kako no Adam Fox um, you know no Rykov. Um but I thought Joey Keane played really well he's one of the best puck moving defensemen by far in this entire tournament I would say so. I mean, he's just so confident with it and he's so smooth. Um, I think that's gonna be a big asset for the Rangers down the line. And and again, they're just they're building so well under GM Jeff Gordon. He's, he's just amassing so many uh, assets that it's gonna be great for the internal competition. And like it's interesting because a lot of the attention
0: for this was Adam Fox on defense, but Joey Keane was kind of the guy who stole the spotlight on the blue line.
1: Yeah, and I, I thought it was uh, a good tournament as a learning experience for Adam Fox because guys were going after after him, uh, you know, he had to engage physically. You know, he, he took a retaliatory penalty at one point where. You know, when they were playing against Minnesota where he kind of got suckered into going to into the box. But these are all good learning experiences. And, you know, he's been playing one kind of hockey, you know, NCAA hockey for for a while now. Now he's going to be going and, and seeing different looks in the NHL. And, I mean, this is a hard tournament, mm-hmm. you know, especially like Minnesota was a very aggressive physical team. So I thought that was a good test for Adam Fox. And then um, the last player on the Rangers that I've, I'll mention is goalie Igor Shesterkin. Talk about good tests. You know, he got lit up in his first game here. And, uh, you know, some of those goals were not pretty ones. But having said that, I thought he rebounded really well against Minnesota where, Early on, he was New York's best player before Kako took over. And you could see those high-end elements in his game. The reason why he's been one of the best goalies in the KHL the past couple of seasons is he moves really quickly, and, you know, he's got great footwork, and, you know, he's very solid in the net. So this was a good first North American experience, I thought, for Shesterkin, where he can see you know, where he needs to improve, and, and just, you know, how you have to react as a goaltender on North American ice where everything is faster and things develop more quickly. St. Louis was a team that obviously they just won the Stanley Cup. They're
0: pretty happy about that. They can do whatever they want. But they brought a team to this tournament that I'd I say is pretty underwhelming. Kind of there was no real top prospects. There was Clem Costin, who I thought played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anyone there that you kind of caught your attention?
1: Yeah, there was a couple, and and yeah, this you know St. Louis, you know they played against New York in the uh, fifth place game, so they weren't really you know high stakes, and it was just kind of an okay tournament for them. Uh, you know, a lot of kids getting uh, some nice looks, but. Uh, you know, I, I will point out uh, Alexei Um He's been one of my favorite players for a couple of years now. He's with Guelph in the OHL, and he's a big kid. He's got a great shot, and he loves to hit. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of Toropchenko, so it didn't surprise me here, but it, it's just nice to see that uh, he's still at it. And I know the Blues are big fans of his. Um, you know, they thought he was their best player last year at this tournament. So, you know, he'll be turning pro this year. It'll be fun to see what he can do at the AHL level. I think he's built for the pro game because he has that size. He's willing to be aggressive and he can put up points. Um, you know, he's great in the OHL playoffs for Guelph. So, uh, you know, the next step is coming now. Um, the other player I'll mention is uh, Matthias Laferrière. Now, this is a guy that. You know, he's not one of the top-end prospects, he, and you know, not a lot of people talk about him, but I've seen him a couple of times now where he's just always noticeable. And I like that with prospects where, you know, they make themselves part of the game, they're really involved, you know, he gets around the ice well, he just always seems to be in the mix and doing... Those little things that uh, that help teams win. He was at Canada's camp this summer for the World Junior Summer Showcase, so obviously they saw something in him. And uh, I, I just think that it's it's nice when a guy puts himself on your radar when you're not expecting him to. All
0: right, the last two teams, Chicago. Uh, I want to talk about a final game where uh, they had four players, I believe, leave the game with injury. Sure. Let's start with Kirby Dock, a guy that... Was kind of the key guy. We do know that it was a. It looked like there could have been ankle problem. Could have been a shoulder injury. Uh, we do know all those players um, are okay. Uh, what did you think of Kirby Doc of what you saw? Because it was kind of limited, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it was kind of tough because they they sat Doc the day before, so we didn't see him um, in the th- in the third game, and he only probably played four or five shifts uh, before getting injured uh, on a on a boarding call, but having said that he was really good when he was out there he had a goal and uh... you could tell he was just dominating play and you know I, I thought that he used his line mates well uh... he obviously gets around the ice really well now and he's got that high-end skill he's a big kid and it's good that it was just a minor thing you know the hawks are saying Basically, they, you know, they took him out for precautionary reasons, and obviously that was the smart way to... In go. a last-place game, it doesn't exactly matter. Exactly. You're not playing for anything. And as you mentioned, like, Philip Kurashev got hurt. Adam <laughs> Boqvist got banged up. Uh, Michael Hakkarainen lost a couple of teeth, so they pulled him out because he was feeling a bit dizzy. Uh, but, yeah, they're all okay. Um, a couple of other Blackhawks that I like. Mackenzie Entwistle. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a player that uh, I followed, you know... Quite a bit in the OHL. He's, you know, he played for Hamilton, also played for Guelph, where he won an OHL championship. Um, kind of like we were saying with Giovanni Smith, where he could be the third guy on a top six line because he's a big kid, you know he's physical, but he has skill. He can do a lot out there. He can be a really nice, complimentary player. And uh, I think he showed that at this tournament, where I thought he was one of the better Hawks forwards. So uh, Entwistle was a good one. Um, Alexi Gravel in net, I thought he was really strong uh, for the Hawks. This is a player that's in the mix for Canada's World Junior Team this year. You know, played for Halifax in the Quebec League. Well, still plays for Halifax in the Quebec League. Um, I helped so. them, You know, helped <laughs> them get to the Memorial Cup Final. They were the hosts, uh, but he played, you know, pretty well there as well well. Again, big kid, very athletic, and uh, I I thought he had a strong showing. And then the the last player uh, that I'll mention, Michael Tepley, who was drafted by Chicago this summer uh, in the fourth round. Uh, Really good playmaker, has some good size, and again, you know, he's getting his first taste of North America. He will be playing in the WHL for the Winnipeg Ice. I think that's a great call for him, because he'll get used to things over here, uh, both on and off the ice, and uh, I definitely saw the potential in him and I I think he'll be uh, one to watch for the checks at the World Juniors this year too. Uh, A true spark
0: plug player. Uh, We'll finish off with Minnesota. This is a team that we only got to see Nico Nico Stern play one game. He's the guy that I, I think most people are keeping an eye on. What do you think about Nico Stern?
1: Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, he only played the one game that we saw. Uh, he was sat the the game before. Uh, really hard shot. Uh, you know, obviously one of the better Minnesota forwards. This was a real kind of workmanlike group, I'd say. You know, there, there wasn't much high-end skill on Minnesota's roster. He had a lot of guys drafted in kind of the fifth or sixth rounds, and part of that is because most of their best prospects were either ineligible for the tournament or. Uh, hurt so you don't see current college players in Traverse City because they'd be playing against major junior players and therefore you know the the NCAA would consider that you know playing against pro players so it's not allowed so you know, Matthew Boldy was not here because he's going to be going to Boston College this fall. Jack McBain was not here because he's already at Boston College and then Philip Johansson, uh, the defenseman, is over in Sweden. So you didn't have them and then Alexander Kavianov, uh is hurt, yep. so we didn't see him either. So it was a tough spot for Minnesota. Uh, Sturm didn't have a lot to work with but you know, he's he's a good, solid 2A player. Um, I think we'll see him in the NHL pretty consistently this year because he can be a bottom six guy and be effective. Uh, The other player I liked on Minnesota is Adam Beckman. This is a player that they took this summer in the draft. He's still raw. He was actually a rookie in the WHL last year with Spokane but played really well and put up some nice numbers. He's still, you know, growing into his body, growing into his frame. but you can tell there's some nice high-end elements there. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know I'm sure we'll see him at Traverse City next year as well uh, as he continues to grow his game. but there's definitely some potential there. so it's good seeing him too. A couple other
0: guys I want to mention that I forgot to mention already. Uh, Colt Conrad on uh, the Toronto Police. Uh, a guy that played at the Spangler Cup for Team Canada. I thought this was a guy that, uh, he wasn't really on anyone's radar. He's a small guy. He's a Marlies player. He hasn't signed to an NHL deal. But I think he's a guy that every time he was on the ice, he was the fastest player out there. He had a couple of really dangerous scoring chances against Detroit. And he was he was sat today, which I kind of was hoping to see what he could do. But uh, no, that's a guy that, you know, he, he's a raw talent. He's coming out of the NCAA. Uh, maybe the Leafs give him a chance to training camp we'll see. Uh, the other one was Sean Romeo in Detroit. He had a fantastic yes. a couple of games. You know his stats are not going to look pretty. He allowed a lot of goals in this tournament but I think that you know he gave his team a chance to compete in every single game and when the defense in front of him was kind of breaking down mm-hmm. he was there to make some big saves especially against Detroit. So I thought those are guys that were kind of important. Anyone else you want to mention?
1: No, I think that's it. I think we covered it up. But you're right, I mean, you're right about Romeo. He was he was that Ben don't break, Grant Fuhr kind of performance to to get them the win over Dallas. Yeah. All
0: right, that's everything we have here from Traverse City. Make sure to check out the HockeyNews.com for stories we've written over the last few days. Few days, and a couple more stories going to come forward.